drunken fool, a child, a rodent, and a foreigner walk under a hill. The man rubs his beard, leaning back in his large, luxurious chair, intent on turning the town on its head. The question is, what do we do about it? Do we do anything at all? The gaunt elven woman with the fixed expression shrugs almost imperceptibly. If it makes your decision any easier, they did ha seem to have it out for you. But in a vague, we're going to win all of his money sort of way. Not in a, we're plotting a hostile takeover of the town sort of way. Garmin frowns and looks down at his desk. On the one hand, it's thoroughly insulting. Between these four, that idiot Gar and her friends, and Mianda, everyone suddenly thinks they can just do whatever they want in my town. I can see how that would be truly vexing, sir. Vexing's one word for it. Embarrassing is another. Infuriating, maybe. The question is, what do I do about it? The elven woman takes a step forward, leaning down and lowering her voice. We could find out where those four are staying easily enough. They make plenty of noise everywhere they go. Garmin considers the suggestion for a moment in silence, staring off into the gloom on the far side of his office. His expression is nearly unreadable in this moment, one hand drumming on the table next to him. Finally, the proprietor of the Silver Disc Hall sighs and shakes his head. I think we sit and wait. We're doing what Mayanda's paying us to do. I don't believe we're under any obligation to help more than that. If she kills them, believe for her, we get paid. If they kill her, maybe the torch burns again. We throw them a victory party, things go back to normal. We win no matter what. The elven woman nods wordlessly, turns, and walks out of the office. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. to Pod Against the Machine, the actual play podcast that hears the words, don't split the party, and honestly just ignores them. No consequences, though, so it's all cool. Uh, I'm your host, Sam, and here's everybody. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. That was our least awkward entrance to date. <laughs> just cut that part out. Just yeah. I was just waiting for something to go wrong for it to... <laughs> be it more of our flavor yeah well then you didn't start talking so we had to fill the silence <laughs> i'd like to say also that i feel like we're less ignoring that and more taking it as a challenge the uh don't split the party <laughs> yeah it's like well suggested paths on maps for say you know why yeah. why would we take that to heart suggestion at best when last we left the very capable four, um, Brixby had resolved his kidnapping with just a heart-to-heart -heart with our dear friend Sanville Trett and returned to the party uh, with ominous news of uh, Rope Fist surveillance program. 
and cats making noise. And then we split the party again, and Brixby and Asher went out to surveil the surveillers. Um, a comedy of errors ensued, including the highest jump in the history of this podcast from... What was it? What was the nickname Asher had in high school? Mad Hops? Mad Ups. <laughs> Mad Ups. <laughs> Yes. Asher Matt Ups. Matt Hops is his uh, IPA little microbrew project he's got going on. TM, TM, TM. Um, and then they returned with the news that the source of the headaches appeared to be in or around that particular warehouse. Uh, after which, um, Kira and Asher went over to Town Hall to let Dolga know exactly what they'd found. Uh, she volunteered to come help figure out what the deal is with that in the morning. And um, all the while, Vargas lay face down on the floor, just kind of hanging out. Unicorn stickers slowly accumulating on his brand new adamantine arm. It's that real stuff that like, you can't get it off except with maybe alcohol rubbing wipes, you know? So you peel off the sticker and you've still got the residue there. Like, they are mm-hmm. on there. <laughs> well, you got to use Goo Gone, which is, of course, the equivalent of the Goo Tube or the antithesis of the Goo Tube. Just one episode where you don't talk about... I'm just going to say the Goo Tubes because I'm not ready to uh, destroy that sponsorship for us yet, but... We all know. I was just saying, you know, if you combine Goo Gone and a Goo Tube together in the same place, it's basically a matter-antimatter explosion. Um, so we're starting this episode at the end of the day. Is there anything any of you all would like to get in before you rest for the night? Asher in his room... Uh, he will stay at the foundry tonight uh, just so they could gather more easily in the morning. Uh, but he will adamantly stay in a proper room in the inn that was offered, not in the home of the family whose father is convalescing. Town hero and councilman, Connor Bain. Uh, and he would, just before getting ready for bed, uh, just take time to thank Caldera that they managed to get out of that situation by her by her luck and grace and yeah just make himself at home take off the boots take off the hat fade to black guys jeez uh no he took off the hat everyone burst into the room to see <laughs> what's under the hat uh, it's another know. smaller hat. <laughs> it's where he keeps his favorite never Goo Tube flavors. Oh my God, Zach! Well, I'm just saying that when I'm enjoying a Goo Tube as a quick carbo load before I go out and slay enemies in Numeria, I like it to be as warm as I am. That's why I keep it close to my skin. <laughs> Don't eat hot yogurt, people. I just—I'm not a doctor, but you will die. <laughs> There were three billion strands of active cultures. 
gonna mail Gogurt to us, and I'm not gonna want it at all. I don't think any of us are willing to eat it. But that's um, so. Oh God, you know. I I'm lactose intolerant, to guys. Appreciate the fan it. service, but uh, okay. that won't stop me from getting in for the sponsorship. <laughs> well, as you sleep, uh, dreaming your Gogurt dreams. Um, you will all find yourselves just waking up a little bit stronger, a little bit more prepared for the road ahead of you as you level up to three. Wow, all three of all three of us that participated <laughs> in yesterday's shenanigans are level three now. That's, oh, we can't wait to tell Vargas about all of our cool new stuff. <laughs> So, why don't we uh, start by rolling off for HP. So, let's start with Jero, since you basically had to take last episode off. Um, what die are you rolling for HP today? Uh, I am rolling, I believe it is a D8. All yes, right. it is. It is this one. Okay. Yeah, that is a one. Should not have used that die. Ooh, well... I've got good news for you. If I'm interpreting the triangles on this Norse Foundry dice properly, I rolled an eight for you. So you got oh, okay, much better. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little okay. bit about uh, level three for Vargas? Okay, well, he's got a little bit of fun stuff. He gets uh, one more uh, spell per day, which... Not a lot, but it's better than nothing. Uh, still only as uh, level one is his highest, but he can do three of them now instead of two. Uh, his arm now is also treated as magic for the purposes of getting through DR and also gives him an extra plus one bonus. And other than that, uh, he still has his arcane pool ability. He doesn't get uh, any of the neat stuff with that yet. Still has an another two levels to go before he can uh, start adding like shocking and stuff to his hits with that. But he can add the modifier to that, which stacks with the built-in arm modifier, so he can make it a uh, plus two arm. All right. So yeah. All right. I'm gonna proceed counterclockwise. So. Uh... Izzy, what's your um, die for Kira for level 3? Got my d10 here, taking another level in Blood Rager, because I can. <laughs> and that's a 4, which I know because I recently listened to that episode is the same as I got last time, so hooray for... What's that thing of when you stay the same? Consistency. <laughs> well, I got a 7 for you, so that's a little better. Take that seven. All right, and what does Kira get at uh, Blood Rager level three? Well, Sam, she gets more stickers primarily. <laughs> Which we also might pick up. Does she pick up a second feat? Yeah, she picks up a second feat. That's nice. Um, through something arcane. Mm, should have looked at this before we started. I'm going to take that Raging Vitality feat, which I probably don't need yet, but I would also love to not die if I pass out. And... Um, that's, I mean, again, we've discussed the stickers, right? So that's uh, that's all I got for you. <laughs> Thanks, team. All right. Uh, heading down to Zach. Uh, what have we got for Brixby this level? 
triclassing. Well, you know I'm triclassing. No, well, 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 no. Yes. But I'm staying wizard this level. Um, so we are going to be rolling a d6. I can't find my d6, so I'm going digi, to digi-roll. This is exactly what I rolled last time. Hooray for consistency. You're supposed to say the number. They can't see. Three. Three. <laughs> I rolled three, Sam. Three. Well, I rolled a three as well. So um, <laughs> with our house rule, that actually means you get a four. When both of us roll the same number, you get one higher than that number. Ooh. So if we both rolled a six, would I get mm-hmm. a seven? You could oh conceivably get seven HP. I know I've broken the game. And we just lost several purists. <laughs> they turned it off and they smashed their phones. And honestly, <laughs> they're just hurting themselves. Uh, well, anything interesting Brixby got as a level two wizard? Uh, just some more spells. Um, I picked up uh, a feat that allows my sneak attacking to keep up with me. Um, because I only have one rogue level. So this will bring my sneak attack level up uh as if i was a level third or sorry a level three rogue um and yeah like uh, vargas got a couple more instances of spells i can cast a day excited to roll some of these out whenever we get to combat all right and coming up to jeff uh how about asher you doing the tri class Tempting, tempting, uh, but no, uh, sticking with uh, the dual class, uh, another level of paladin, so another d10. All right. Oh, one. Please, please Ouch. roll better than that. I did roll better than a one. I got you a five. Hey, I will gladly take that. Thank you so much. Apparently, I am rolling not rocks, but fairly well on the HP tonight. So, what does Asher get with Paladin 2 Gunslinger 1? Buckle up, listeners. No, it's not that exciting. Uh, well, well, we'll live harder. So, level 2 Paladin means that primarily uh, the, the biggest thing for me is that I can now lay on hands. So some divine healing options that are not consumable, per se. I mean, they are limited, but they're they're not item dependent. That's words are easy sometimes for others, uh, but so that's a big one. The uh, paladin saves all get better at level two, so I get to add my charisma modifier now automatically into all my saves. So when I roll single-digit fortitude saves, I have a better chance at not, uh, you know, being debilitated by headaches, etc. Uh, took a took a pretty useful feat. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna say it does let me reload more rapidly, though. Wink. <laughs> and yeah, I mean those are those are the biggest things. Did uh did take a useful skill point or so that that may come and come up. And, and yeah, Asher is uh, going to be a little more effective as a heel slinger, uh, but also gunslinger with that feat. Looking forward to his uh, inevitable demise. 
All right, and speaking of fort saves, uh, how about we start with Jero bouncing me a d20 with no modifier? 20 no mod. Uh, 18. All right, you're still okay. Sleeping through that day seemed to uh, save you the woes that everyone else has. Can I get a fortitude save from the rest of the party? The 11 and 17 look very much alike on this, and unfortunately, it was just an 11, so that's a 14. 14 total? Brixby, well, your head still hurts. You feel it a little better. You know, I don't know if you're getting used to it or what, but you don't have a penalty today. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right, how about Kira? Uh, it's a 19 on the die, plus a, what, six, seven fort save, so I'm not, not super worried. Unfortunately, that fails. Not <laughs> there you. it is. You still got that? <laughs> and all of my int t uh, takes a hit. Oh, man. You still Dropping got to a minus three. <laughs> you got that nagging headache, but um, yeah, no mechanical effect. Now, Asher, I believe, has terrible saves now, so. Yeah, oh, it's, it's brutal. So I rolled a 16, uh, only have a plus 9 now to my fortitude saves. So uh, <laughs> so 25 total. It's, you hate to see it. Unfortunately, your save bonus counts as a negative on this one. So it's the I knew it. your saves are. Yeah, so it, everybody's There's a bell okay. curve. <laughs> Sadly, everyone's okay. No one has any penalties right now. Um, they're mental stats so you're up you're a new level everybody's a little bit stronger you've got a, a ton of gear i'm gonna request we also edit this part out are we do you not add con when you're adding new hp or are you talking about something else that was that was about overnight healing great okay cool uh, there's a uh house rule that some groups like to use where because Natural healing in Pathfinder is kind of uh, terrible, lacking, <laughs> especially compared to certain other systems like uh, some of the other editions of D&D. You basically just heal everything as long as you get a long rest. Pathfinder, in our case, we would be healing three HP if we were hurt. <laughs> so some people like to house rule in that you can add your con modifier to it just to make it a little stronger. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks. All right, so what are we all doing? I'm going to check that Vargas isn't dead. I mean, I guess if he got up and did his fortitude saves and kind of made dad noises and let everybody know that he didn't have a headache, that's fine too. But considering I said I was going to check on him last night, I assume Bricks kind of slumped over near him and is like, oh, oh, oh. metal man, you like. And you'll see he's uh, getting gets groggily to his feet, uh, picks up the new arm and looks at it and goes, ah, you know, and he just seems to be kind of talking to himself like he's not even, you don't even know if he's noticed you there yet, but he goes, you know, I was hoping that with the painkillers I wouldn't pass out partway through this time. And of course, this time there's no one here to finish it. And you see him, he just snaps the arm on sort of like it's almost magnetic and then just kind of stretches and he looks at it, closes it a little. And then he goes to pick up his book. And I think he sees you there then and goes, Oh, Brixby. 
Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Glad to see that uh, you didn't surgery yourself to death or whatever, but it's good. It's good. Good you're alive. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. Um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't surgery yourself to death. Uh, so the arm, it's, it's done. It's fixed. Yes, it's... It's, uh... Attached now. Uh, I seem to remember when we first met you saying that uh, you were interested in Jiskin Golem Tree. And he, he'll nod down to the uh, kind of burnt hunk of his old arm and says, That's basically useless now, but if you want to take a look at it, it's all yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you mind handing it to me? Could you give me a hand? Yeah. Yeah. But no, he will he, totally, like, look yeah. over the arm. <laughs> and uh, then Vargas will uh, pull a goo tube out of his pocket for breakfast and walk out of the uh, forge idly trying to pick off some of the unicorn stickers on his arm. Or unicorn stickers. You didn't even give him a chance. Um, but while you were out, honestly, um, Asher and I got up to some hijinks. Uh, we checked in, and he'll fill them in on pretty much all of last night's. Uh, yeah, and he'll kind of nod then, along, still picking at the stickers. Right, right. Yeah, and, and big stuff. And, and Asher then went and spoke to the council and... I think we're going to do something this morning. They only mentioned I was very tired. I was worried about you. It's uh, not the most fun thing in the world. Uh, I'm honestly hoping I wouldn't have to do something like that again so soon. But yes, it this does sound interesting, this building. We're going to be checking it out today then? Yeah. Um, probably so early in the morning that I will not have an hour to prepare my spells. <laughs> well, you can take your hour if you want. You got a couple people yeah. here. Oh, wait. Well, oh, wait. Yeah. I guess I'm not the only one. Oh, well, it's just me and Vargas. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll meet up with the rest of the group. Yeah, if we do have the hour, he would kind of want to switch out one of his uh, cantrips after uh, somebody yelled at me on the fan discord <laughs> about something uh, that I uh, need to remember to thank them for if we get into a combat and it uh, comes out useful. But I discovered something super broken about the Magus class that I didn't know. Broken? No, uh, amazing. <laughs> we'll go with amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we have time, I would love to prepare some spells for the day. Um, I don't know if like Asher is doing his morning prayers or what else are the rest of our rituals look like. I imagine Vargas usually gets up fairly early in the morning, so he would have woken you up by him getting up. So I feel like we'd have time. Yeah, I think you probably Still. have time, given. I mean, you'd probably didn't go to bed all that late the night before and Vargas certainly is up early. 
And I will sit down and do that for a bit. Say sometime during this hour, I think Kira wanders out from, I don't know, wherever she was. Um, and sees Vargas awake and does the same, like, oh, you're okay. Are you okay? Also, I put stickers on your arm because of how, um, it's how I show affection. I'm glad you're okay. You're okay, right? Yeah, you're fine. Yes, I'm good. And uh, he looks down his arm. Thank you. Yay. Hey, I think some of them fell off. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I can be really quiet sticking stickers. You just work. You just work. I'll just I'll just replace some of these. No, no. That, that's it's okay. That's I don't perfectly mind. Fine. She's she's doing it. <laughs> So it's a CMB roll against his CMB. Vargas <laughs> <laughs> is going to cast Shocking Grasp. <laughs> Ooh, oh no. Oh no. Who would have thought <laughs> sticker-induced PvP? <laughs> it's the worst kind, really. You see so many gaming groups fall apart over stickers. Ugh. All right, so the day has dawned. You've had an hour to prepare your spells and get ready to roll. Heading over to the uh, town hall to meet Dolga? Yes. Sounds good. I, don't, I think the listeners could, could see us all nodding, but we got <laughs> it. We're going to put whooshing noises in there to indicate the movements of heads up and down. <laughs> Well, I mean, they saw Zach's roll, so clearly they can see us nod. <laughs> and we wave every time. Yeah, this is true. I just assume they're probably all watching us on twitch.tv forward slash pod vs machine. What? You guys aren't streaming this? <laughs> I didn't say we got to go register that now before somebody oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Blow up our spot. DM, DM, DM. I may have edited out a TikTok reference on a previous episode because it's a lie. <laughs> Not all of TikTok, just that we have one. Just the TikTok. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so when you pull up to the um, town hall, sounds bugle saber, uh, you find Dolga Fredert out there ready to meet you, clad in half plate armor and holding what appears to be an adamantine warhammer. So she is kitted out and ready to go. And she waves the hammer to all of you as she sees you coming down the street and says, I was beginning to think you weren't going to show. Here we are. Sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> Miss an opportunity to skulk around the warehouse district. Nah, can't get rid of us. Looking sharp this morning, if I could say, Councilwoman. She pounds on her shield uh, with the hammer and says, All still fits. Yeah, feel like I'm 20 years younger. Ah, oh, now, well, that would mean you felt like you were one or possibly two years old. Anyway, let's continue <laughs> on. I didn't have Careless Whisper ready this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we head back over to the Rope Fist Warehouse. Now, is anyone sneaking? 
Um, so did she, are the guards like, I mean, I know this is, she wouldn't have told this to us yet, but maybe she's mentioning it on the way over. Guards she posted, are they still there? Was there like a watch that came back and talked to her? Um, are we going to relieve these guards in that way? Like, I mean, are they like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'd say you're going to relieve the, the guards. They're probably stationed a little ways off, but able to watch the place. I mean, I don't know. We got a a politician with a hammer. It's <laughs> one of, <laughs> I mean, we're not a party for subtlety really ever, but this is definitely not one of our more low key roll-ups. Um, I will tell I you, know. her stealth score is abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm wondering how the rest of the party feels about this, but I kind of feel like once we're traveling with this provisional authority with us, I don't really care about sneaking up. Because, I mean, provided the they don't shut off the machine or disassemble it overnight to gaslight us and make us feel like we're crazy. <laughs> like, uh, we are, we have in, like irrefutable evidence. So I'm, I'm just going to probably walk beside her, behind her, behind her, behind her. All right. I'll walk beside her. Man, I didn't realize Holga looks like Martha Washington. She's got a real solid, strong chin. <laughs> <laughs> Very strong, Jim. Well, you've caught us, Councilwoman. We were preparing a gift for your birthday. <laughs> you've spoiled the surprise, rotten adventurers. It's just a massage chair they're trying to build. That's the humming we hear. All right. Now we're back to the not edited out stuff. All right. Um, you arrive um, outside the warehouse belonging to one Sandville Tret or supposedly belonging to one San not Sandville Tret. Edit the whole episode out. You arrive <laughs> <laughs> You arrive outside the warehouse belonging to one Garmin Ulrith, the sophisticated and very upright businessman. And um the guards that Dolga had uh, posted overnight uh, give you the quick debrief of basically there was a little bit of coming and going, but nothing major. Um, a couple more rope fists arrived, a couple left overnight. Kind of like a replacing a, a guard shift. Is it's it still humming. buzzy? It is still buzzy, and actually now that you mention it, I'm going to need everyone to make fortitude save. Oh, here it comes. It's an 8 on the die for an 11, Sam. An 11's not going to do it. So you were doing well, and now the headache is creeping back in again for that minus 1 to all mental checks. Yeah. If an 11 is not going to do it, then I'm going to assume a 9 is also not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and double down and say a 10 will probably not do it either. Oof. Yeah, so we've got some headache problems. Thankfully... Uh, I feel reasonably confident that my 26 is gonna gonna make it. Yeah, Asher's feeling fine. He can hear the the buzzing in the air and feel it in his teeth. But even though it bothered him yesterday, he's doing all right now. Everyone else, 
including apparently Dolga from the the look of her face anyways has a bad enough headache to give them a minus one on all mental based um, checks do you see what I mean though or sorry do you see what we mean though it's as if there's a beehive buzzing in your head the second you get close to this warehouse I agree with you it's it's awful however the the place is all boarded up someone went to great pains to make it look abandoned well uh, the, what we saw last night at least it's intricately boarded as such that they lace in but all doors and windows open and operate normally. So, just quickly, can we rehash the provisional authority that we are given in this situation? Do we get to, like, kick down the door and say, freeze? Or are we just kind of your retinue? Well, I'd like to avoid breaking and entering if we can. Uh, you are here under the authority of the town council to investigate uh, potential crimes. I personally vote that we knock first, uh, attempt to get them to let us in, but if there are no answers, not above breaking down a door. Yes, I'd be fascinated to see your new arcane magics in action, to be able to command these things to be ensconced in ice merely at your words and somatic components. Uh. <laughs> um, well, Doka's gonna step up and knock on the double doors. Say, open up! This is Doga Fredert, town councillor of Torch! There's only silence in response, silence in that persistent buzzing. She'll say, we know you're in there! Under hey, Dolga. Uh, yes? I think, um, myself and maybe a couple of my associates might check the side or back of this building. Perhaps this side to the left where we, uh, sorry, to the west where we saw these stairs. There's a way out over there. There might be one in the back, too. It's very dark. Alright. If you'd like to split the party. <laughs> ah, spoken like a true adventurer. Yes. I feel compelled to do so at every opportunity. But I agree, there's a double door conveniently located about ten feet away from a hedge. And Asher would uh, agree and start heading around the back not trusting these people to comply obediently. Um, perhaps we could just keep the guards there. Uh, Dolga, perhaps we could just have these two very tired and obliging folks uh, just remain here. Give us a shout if they see any activity at the door. Very well. So we're all going then, right? Or so. Everyone going around Wait, I should do that in character. Yes, it appears that we're all going to go around the back. Right. He's gonna stand right where he was last night when he was saying this. Excellent performance. That's Linus's friend. There's 
There's rat vomit everywhere back here. <laughs> it's disgusting. Looks, someone just passively sloshed it everywhere. <laughs> I didn't think rats could vomit. And yet I can recognize it immediately. It's quite the survival rule. I'm impressed. Well, you don't get to be a town councilor without taking a few levels in rat vomit identification. <laughs> Lower rat I'll keep vomit. that in mind. Should I pursue a political career after my adventuring days, as I'm certain to live to a ripe old age, surviving any and all perils before me. Oh, so you're planning on, on knocking on this door as well, or...? Yeah, I mean, I assumed we were just going to take this whole uh, come on out, or open on up, or whatever show to the back of the building. Dolga will step up and pound on the door once more and say, Open the door! Open the door immediately, or we will be forced to open it ourselves. And, um, several seconds pass, and then the door opens inward to reveal Garmin Ulrith standing there with several rope fists behind him. And he says, Ah... Oh, Councilwoman, to what do I owe the pleasure? Your building is making people sick. <laughs> Just gonna <laughs> shout that from where she is over here. He'll jump a bit and Dolga will shake, <laughs> shake her head, kind of smiling. He'll say, I, I don't believe I know what you're talking about, uh, but this is a private place of business. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Listen, friend. When I wandered into your silver disc saloon, whatnot, I gave you express permission that night to give me a debilitating headache with your delicious jello shots. This morning, that does not continue. Your building that's humming and it's vibrating is messing up me points. It's keeping my thoughts in there. Steps up behind Kira. I'm afraid any... No, that's not his voice. That's the combo of the two. <laughs> I'm afraid any headache or discomfort you may be experiencing, while unfortunate, has nothing to do with me nor m with my warehouse. Now, if that's all, uh, please exit the premises. There, We have work to do here. We can't all be getting drunk and wandering the streets in the in the night like some people I don't know how helpful a sense motive would be here because I guess we know he's lying but <laughs> feels like a natural next step oh that's one of those things where you take a minus one uh I mean I I, I already know he's lying a good deal but is Dolga because I mean if Dolga believes him I'm going to be like Councilwoman, please pull out your D20. I need you to need you to drop it on the floor. <laughs> Tell me the number. Yeah, Dolga um, uh, shakes her head and, and she says, uh, uh, Be that as it may, I'm afraid that I mean, the evidence is, is plenty just being here. They can hear the humming from outside. It's even stronger inside the building. 
we have no choice but to investigate. Uh, you will cooperate, Mr. Ulrith. That's not a request. And Garmin uh, takes a step back and sort of clears out a space for everyone to come in. And he says, uh, very well. Uh, have a look about the place, but be quick. So can we just go in and roll some perception checks? Yeah, feel free. Does it look like we just have full run of the place? Yeah, he's going to let you come in. Uh, is this the same rope fist as last night or different ones? Uh, looks like it's different ones. They've sort of been replaced overnight because they don't work super long shifts. So are you telling me right now you don't hear or feel a hum? Not a thing. No. Ah, right. Yeah, I'd ask your associates, but I don't really mark them the perceptive type. That's why I'm stage whispering right now, not even trying to obscure what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm going to go rifle through your stuff. I want to take a 20 on my perception in here. Um, as you're rifling through the, the crates on the floor um, and taking 20 quickly becomes apparent that these boxes are mostly empty. There's there's just about nothing here. But um with where you're standing, um can you bounce me a, a perception check? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's not like the absolute worst. So the negative one, that is going to be a seventeen. And with a seventeen you can tell that you're you're standing pretty close to you know, what seems like the source of the humming cuz here it's it's actually audible it's actually like a and that that wall next to you is is practically visibly vibrating um yeah there's this, you're definitely close to it though the boxes you've opened so far um are empty ah uh. Darlings, I think I found something over here. Hey, Garmin, come hey. here a sec, mate. Yes, what is it? Put your hand right, right on that wall there, right? You feel it vibrating. It is, we are both touching it right now. It is physically vibrating. You can try to ignore the objective existence of a sound so loud chatters your back teeth. But please tell me your hand isn't as dense as your ears. I don't know what you're talking about. The wall feels perfectly normal to me. Now I'm going to have to ask you all to leave. This charade has gone on quite long enough. No. I don't believe it has. <laughs> What's on the other side of this wall, Garmin? We can disrupt your business for longer as you continue to delay and deceive us. Or we can get to the root of what's going on here. And he positions himself in front of the wall, or in front of that door on that wall, and he says, That's my private office. There's nothing of your concern in there. I think uh, Carol move up. She's been fairly quiet for most of this time since being in this office space. Um, stand up next to him. 
and say, hey, remember how we came to visit your place the other night and I asked you if you were responsible for killing my friend and you were like, oh, no, I'm not. Um, I still feel not super over that. So if you want to give me a reason to make you let us in the room, that could be fun. Um, and then I'm going to roll an intimidate check, which is probably also a minus one. Uh, 16 on the die plus seven for 20, 23. Thanks team. Uh, 23. Scary, scary 23. That is pretty scary. And he's gonna kind of shudder a bit and, and look over at his thugs on the other side of the room. And they're sort of slowly huddling around the group. And um, he's going to sigh and say, I've told you I had nothing to do with Miss Gar's death. I have nothing to do with the headaches in town as well. If you'll insist on barging into my place of legitimate business, threatening me and destroying my property I have no choice but to lawfully remove you all from the premises this is your final warning friend do you see that large octogenarian with a hammer that is the very embodiment of law inside this town she wants in your office if you have Nothing to hide, just like there's nothing in these crates. I don't see why you won't let us take a little peek inside. Be awful to get all that rope on your hands all gussied up with my nasty rat blood, yeah? Let's just check in there, there's nothing vibrating, we'll all leave. Cause you're getting mighty cagey about this one thing. It almost seems like you've just let us in here to look at a bunch of empty boxes. I don't know how to phrase this one more time. You've got a city council member here with a hammer. She wants to see your things. Yes. What my friend here said is correct. You speak of lawfully removing us and... That... You have nothing to hide, then let's continue our investigation. Get this whole thing over with and... If that's true, well, we'll be on our way. And if not, we'll have to evaluate things from there. I'll roll a diplomacy. Uh, for a 25 total. Wow. I'm going to have to look up some diplomacy DCs because that's a pretty high roll. And he seems to consider it. He's thinking about it for a moment. And then his hand drifts to the, the rapier on his belt. And he draws it. It says... Perhaps this town is in need of some new leadership. I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Alright, um, how about Jero? What do we got for Vargas? Vargas has a 21. Wow. Which I think might be the highest I've ever rolled on initiative on this show, so I'm happy about that. Especially because I'm standing a foot in front of this guy. Yeah, those unicorn stickers are clutch. You're welcome. Quick question before we get to the next person. Is he wearing metal armor? Uh, he is wearing studded leather armor by the look of it. 
Dang it. Um, how about Kira? Uh, eight on the die plus five for thirteen. Brixby? Uh, 10 on the die, plus 3 for 13. Lower, lower bonus. And Asher. The luck has ran out on this blue within blue dice. I've rolled it three times before this. 16, 17, 16. And I rolled an 8, bringing me up to a 12. And the Rofists are all going to go on the same initiative, because that's easier we're going to do a sort descending, and the first one up to begin this combat is Vargas. Okay, Vargas is going to say, you tried to do this peacefully, you brought this on yourself, and he is first uh, as a swift. swift action, thank you. He is going to use a point from his arcane pool to give himself a plus one bonus to hit and damage. Tick that off. And then he is going to use his spell combat in order to attack and use a spell. And use his spell strike to attack as part of that spell. So first he's going to swing at him with a newly adamantine fist that is uh, arcing with electricity. Six minus two, and plus another one. Plus five, that's seven plus five. That's probably not going to hit. That's 12. Uh, 12 will not hit. Okay, so then the second attack, which in this case is just a normal punch, though he is still holding the charge go off for this. Uh, that one will hit because that is 17 plus 5. That is a 22. A 22 will indeed hit. Alright. That is 1d6 plus 5. Lower roll. So that is 7 points of damage. Ouch. Unfortunately, it's hard to 10. Uh, he has hardness zero. Yeah. I'm hitting with adamantine. <laughs> Though, question, uh, would my spell discharge because I'm... I don't know if, if I lose the charge for the spell because I'm using that hand for something. I don't think it does because I, I want to say I think the magus has something built in that stops that from happening with their weapons, but I'll have to read through his stuff again to make sure. I thought the spell would just go off now because it should just go basically the first time oh. you touch something. Yeah. So do you want me to roll the shocking grass damage then? Yeah. Right. Oh god. So that is... He's not even going to get a turn. <laughs> 1d6 per level, so I am level 3 now. Another seven, because I rolled two ones. Ouch. Seven points of electricity damage. And uh, that is Vargas's turn. Alright. Well, our friend, Mr. Ulrith, who is already bloodied, is going to take a five-foot step sort of back amongst these boxes here. I'll pull out a potion, drink it, and 
disappear. So, that's fun. And then we're going to move on to some rope fists. Our first rope fist friend is going to step up to Dolga and take a swing at her. Uh, 10 on the die for a total of 13. That is not going to hit because she is in half plate. Our next rope fist is going to take a 5 foot step right up to Asher. Take that swing. 3 on the die. I'm guessing that is going to be a failure. I hope so. Our third rope fist comes down and is going to take a swing at Kira. Also a three on the die. I suck tonight. And the final rope fist, who I will affectionately call rope fist number four, is also going to take a swing at Kira. Oh, oh, how about a 13 versus flat-footed? Uh, no, that will not do it. I'm not raging yet. Well, the bad guys are out of turns, and Dolga is actually the next one up. So she's going to swing her warhammer at the face of this poor little thug. 18 will hit. She does... That's 8 damage. So she bloodies uh, rope fist number 1 with the first swing. We are on to Brixby. So this is a place where is this a wall or is this like a, a, a like a what is that called? That's a, it's a catwalk overhead, so you can um, get under there. All right, so Brixby's gonna five foot step to the south, um, and seeing that I had just have this fun little box right here in that corner where he five foot stepped himself into that sort of kitty corner area. Uh, Brixby's going to fire off a color spray. Uh, take one of those new spells out for a ride. So that's going to be like here, there, there. The people at home, I'm painting. And it's going to be positioned in such a way that I'm not color spraying my friend Vargas. Thank you. Uh, and the DC for that will say if, if he is gotten it, um, is 15. will say, you say, 18 on the die, so does that well, mean nothing happens? Yeah, no, I'm pretty, that's a saver sense. Yeah, will negate. And it doesn't like, it's not glitter dust, so it's not coating mm -hmm. sparkles. No, that's a level two. Believe me, if I had it, I would. Alright, Kira is up. You just had two rope fist thugs incompetently swing at you, what do you do? Um, probably don't want to move, but just in case, is this corner right above me, is that, can I get in there okay, or is that difficult terrain? I'm going to say you can fit in that corner. Okay. Uh, I'm probably just going to find footstep if he wants to. Oh, I'm going to attack with a new greatsword. Uh, that is 13 on the die plus 7, 8 to hit. Uh, 
21. Not eight to hit, yeah. 21 will hit. Yes, sorry. 21 altogether. Cool. Um, so, Kiraz steps up and swings her sword, which is like uh, not sparkling with electricity, but is sparkling with glitter. And I like to think that she upgraded during that off time. So she's got some like maybe like a like a teal in there now, in addition to the blue and purple. And I haven't rolled dice in a long time, so let me see what I'm supposed to be rolling for a great start. Judy sick. Nice, and that's eleven point. Nope. We're gonna cut all this out. That's gonna be eleven plus six, seventeen points of damage. On uh, I'll do the guy right in front of me. Directly in front of you. Yep. That is the end of that fellow. Collapses to the ground, bleeding quite profusely. I'm gonna free action uh, look over at Asher and point at my sword and be like, it works! And then go back to, you know, fighting stuff. Excellent. That was quite a hit. And uh, that brings us over to Asher to finish out round one. Yeah, Asher's curious about how high up this catwalk is. I know we can walk under it, but how Probably high in the air off. is it? Probably about eight feet off the ground. Dope. Um, Asher is going to, uh, as a swift action, spend a grip point and a daring leap. Uh, he needs to have some some running start for the first jump, so he would go which will provoke, but he is using acrobatics, so uh, I'll try and avoid that AOO. Gonna run 10 feet to the west and then try and leap up onto the catwalk. So I'll do uh, the first acrobatics to avoid the AOO and the second with the jump. Uh, 15 against CMD. Uh, 15 will do it. Cool. And then... Uh, which... Yeah, never mind. Actually, it would have been more because I'm at a speed increase. Um, and... My whole mic <laughs> spun sideways. That was dope. Uh, so the second uh, acrobatics roll was a 29, which is actually enough to get 7 feet in a single jump. But if you need me to, I could roll a second jump as part of that same move action. <laughs> That's absurd. Um, <laughs> but why don't you roll a second jump just to finish it up, get cleanly up onto that catwalk? Sure. Through the ceiling. Yeah, uh, that is a 21, so that would be enough to get um, five feet up beyond that. So he lands on the catwalk. And then Will, with a 50% mischance, if he's even still in that square, fire at uh, that empty, that square where he saw uh, Garmin take the potion. Because as part of his move action, he drew his pistol. Because he has BAB for days. Okay, uh, taking a shot, if it were to hit, I'll roll concealment. Uh, 17. Uh, 17 versus touch. Yes. Uh, why don't you roll a concealment? Going for a 51 or higher. <laughs> roll a 52. 
<laughs> Very nice. Oh, so, uh, roll some damage. Uh, five total points of bludgeoning and piercing damage. As Asher leaps up into the air, kicks off the catwalk, lands on his feet, and then shoots at the invisible Garmin Ulrich. That is... That's quite the scene right there. Gets a running start, dodges a swing, leaps into the air, kicks off, up onto the catwalk, and shoots a guy he can't even see. <laughs> Alright, well, Garmin does yell out in pain. Um, and we are at the top of round two with Vargas. Vargas does not have any real way to attack him, so he's going to risk an attack of opportunity if he's in a spell, I mean in a spot right over here, to go to the south and then over towards this thug, and he is going to punch him. Full bonus. I'm not doing that. So seven, seven. So that is a fourteen. Uh, fourteen hits exactly. Nice. So that is nine points of damage. Ouch. Right, you have bloody fist thug. All right, and that is my turn. Which brings us up to the rope fist. that Vargas just hit is going to take a five foot step down to the south of him and take an unarmed swing. Uh, that is 11. That is going to miss. Alright. Well, this other one that was standing to the north of Kira is going to five foot step to the south though it's now flanking Vargas and it's going to take a swing. That is a 17 to hit. That one will hit. Alright. So, we've got 5 damage from the unarmed strike, plus 5 more from the sneak attack. Total of 10 damage on Vargas. Now, this last rope fist up here with Dolga is going to take a swing at her. 16 is not going to do it, so he's going to take a five-foot step back and start thinking about maybe getting out of dodge. And lastly, on this enemy turn, the door that uh, Garmin was guarding a moment ago opens. And that is about all you see there. That brings us up to Dolga's turn. She's going to step up go non-lethal on this rope fist thug. She has a feat for that. Yeah, she connects. And this thug is unconscious. Teach mess with Dolga Fredrick, town counselor slash thug smasher. <laughs> Brings us to Brixby. Alright, uh, Brix is going to move up to the opened door, and he's going to grab his uh, his amulet, 
and whisper a little prayer. Using his bonded item, he is going to cast Color Spray again. Spamming it forward in another 15 uh, foot cone burst situation. Come this way into the room. North into the room. Yes, but originally. Okay, nice. Nothing seems to happen. Okay. But you do know, standing there, that the humming is very, very intense. And we are up to Kira. Oh, uh, sorry, one last thing. Brix oh. is going to shout at the end of his turn, free action. I think he's getting away. Asher, can you head him off? I'll certainly try. And now Kira is up. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say she's going to ask Bricks if she should go help, but I think she's heard this conversation. Um, and we'll just continue smashing, guys, because that's, that's what she's here for. So I'm going to five-foot step here. Am I, if I stand right above that guy, am I on the table? Are we good there? Are you good there? Cool. These are all flavor crates. <laughs> um, and attack again with a greatsword. Do I get a flanking bonus for that one, or is cool? Great, love that for us. Okay, because it's gonna need it. Um, nine plus eight, which is seventeen to hit. Seventeen will hit. Great. Okay, not as great as last time. Uh, that's gonna be three plus six, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage seems to put a hurt on this thug, but he is still standing. Uh, that's my turn. Alright, that brings us to Asher. Asher is thinking through what he knows of combat action economy, thinking that if Garmin had to move to the door and then open it, I don't know how far through the door he could be. But he also doesn't know that for sure. Uh, so he is going to. Uh, he's going to move 5, 10, 15 feet to the west, and then 10 feet to the north, 25 feet. Then he is going to uh, open the door to his west in hopes that he can get outside. Not sure which way <laughs> Garmin could try and exit the building, because for those of you at home, it looks like there are at least three exits to the outside. From what we've seen, the single door to the north and the outside of the building, Brixby's gone around the whole side. We know there's another door in the west. We know there's doors up the stairs. I mean, good night. This is great for them, poor for us. And he'll call out to the definitely real, not flavor cards. He's trying to make a run for it. Don't don't let him... If you see it in the door open, invisibly, in the trail of blood, the, the, attack where you think the trail of blood begins. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench in your plan. That door leading outside that you just tried, that is locked. Okay. Does that still use the move action then to try to open it? 
I'll say you still have your move action since you didn't accomplish anything. Hey, Benevolence. What about the door directly to his north? That one opens. And that one he opens. Thank you, sir. Find yourself standing over an office that Brixby is also in and no one else visible. Uh, As part of his move, he has... As long as he has a grip point and it costs no less, uh, no more than a move action, he can reload while moving as part of a mysterious stranger. So he does that now that he has rapid reload. He can just move and reload while moving. That's too mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) All right, top of round three, we are up to Vargas. You are surrounded. Okay probably doomed so uh, Vargas is going to uh, do something that uh, Commodore in the Pot Against the Machine Discord pointed out he can do (laughs) which is there's a uh, fun little uh, cantrip that most people think is mostly useless, called Arcane Mark, that is a touch spell, and it's a cantrip, and it lets you basically just put a symbol on something. But what's interesting about Arcane Mark is it specifically mentions that it can be used against living creatures, which other cantrips like Light and such can't. Which means that for a Magus, that can trigger your spell strike ability. Meaning, uh, this guy in between me and Kira is not going to have a very fun time this turn, as I'm going to take a full attack action. First, I'm going to cast Arcane Mark. Uh, let me roll defensively. I have to beat a 16, and I have a plus 9, thanks to my feet for this round. That is a 9 on the die, so that is an 18. Actually, I actually only have to beat 15 to level 0 spell. For some reason, I was still adding 1 to it. And now let me roll to do the free attack action that I get from Spell Strike for that. 15 plus 5, that is a 19 to hit. Uh, 19 will hit. Okay, so he is going to pay. Seven points of damage, and a uh, symbol of Borum is going to appear in the middle of his face, where I just punched him. He's gonna crumple to he's gonna crumple to the ground unconscious with that symbol of Gorum now tattooed on his face for about a month. Uh, <laughs> if you read the spell, if you put it on a human being, place the it lasts for a month. Yes, the effect wow. gradually fades in about a month. That's brutal. <laughs> Oh uh, my god. He's question. not going to be able to find any employment. For a full attack action. Oh, Are you sure ahead. the arcane mark is not just like the words you just got junk punched? <laughs> <laughs> it's only six, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, question. For a full attack action, can you switch for your second attack if the first one goes down? Okay. Yeah, as long as you threaten them, yeah. You could even take a five-foot step if you needed to. Yeah, so I imagine the way he does it, he punches forward, hits this guy, and then without even turning around, just, like, elbows back into the face of the other one. 
with a goddamn good. Uh, that is a twenty-four. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna hit. Hit it, guys. And that is another seven because I cannot roll anything but a two on this d6. Well, the final rope fist also crumbles to the ground. That was a thoroughly, thoroughly dramatic turn right there. Die metal. Punch, elbow, they both go down. It's like something out of Three Stooges, like it just bounces off the first one and hits into the second one. <laughs> Somebody says, <laughs> and that'll be his turn. Brixby, and I guess Asher also will see the door open at the north end of the uh, room there. Yep, you guys pinged the right door. And then, um, that's all you see. Dolga is going to um, step over to the other door to the office and open that up. Where is he? Have you seen him? Northern door. Uh, and uh, Brixby's up. Alright, Brix will move up 15 feet to the north, additional 5 feet to the west, and uh, he's gonna cast Grease right here, Sam. Right 5 feet north of that door. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, reflex save. So that's a DC 15 reflex save. Here. Yeah, you hear a little bit of a thump. Yes. Finally. <laughs> uh, three spells later. I think I just took him down. Hurry up. All right. Um, and we are up to Kira. <laughs> I have not planned any other moves because this has been great to watch. Uh, I guess I should help. Uh. Okay, um... Yep, she'll move toward the door. Can double move, I guess. Um, both of the doors into the office are open at this point. This is... I don't have my mouse charged, so we're gonna have to do this manually, and it's gonna be awkward for everyone. Three, and then, like, another three. Let's call that like a five-ish. I'm gonna just drop myself like here. Does that feel fair to everyone? We did not count those squares out. That sounds reasonable. That's better. Right. Great. Uh, yeah, Ben. That's that's my final reaction. Hey, you stop. And uh, that's what her. Okay, and now uh, we're on to Asher. Yeah, Asher's gonna move down to the base of these stairs, uh, and that puts him within his range increment to shoot at the square right in front of the door in the grease where he hopes, having just opened the door, Garmin is lying and maybe invisibly, maybe partially visible, slathered in butter. Uh, that's going to be a 23 against touch, if he's even in the square. 
Why don't you roll me concealment? Nope. It's an eight. So the bullet flies through the open doorway and uh, off into the distance. And it hits a um, Zelda chicken. And then hundreds of chickens come swarming in. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole joke. Do the feathers <laughs> from the chicken fall on the greasy garment, making him visible? Sadly, no. They all can be. Uh, Vargas is up. I feel like he's right there, but couldn't quite get the shot to land. Um, Vargas. Probably not going to be able to get close enough to do anything. Uh, I can get just into the office. So that is what he will do. He will uh, rush forward through the door. The uh, one that Brixby went through earlier. Um, just a single move? Oh, yeah, that's right. I, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna attack anything. What the hell? Uh, yeah, so he'll get uh, almost in front of the next door then. Alright. going to look up how stand up from Greece. Oh, wait, that's the wrong door. So he's actually going to go this way. Forgot which one he went out. So it's acrobatics. Alright. Stands up. Maybe. You don't know. And then when he's moving through the grease. Yeah, wait, you already wrote the acrobatics. Yeah, it's like easy to acrobatics. So it's probably a second acrobatics to actually move. Creature can walk within the area normally at half speed with a DC 10 acrobatics check. Yeah. Failure means it can't move that round. Alright, so something has happened. Uh, Dolga is going to, seeing that you all have that side of the building under control, She's going to head over and open up the double doors. And um, we're back around to Brixby. Uh, let's see. Well, Brixby's all out of particularly useful spells in this situation. Um, so he is going to 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, how about just 15? To the west, and then move action, open that door, leaving the west. So, Vargas or anyone else can charge up there. So many open doors now. <laughs> Alright, Kira is up. Uh, I will take that door charge. How far is that? Great, just punch right on out the door. Here, uh, and then I think I'll double move. Go stand next to the grease. And again, really should learn to charge my mouse for this thing. Okay, great. Three. And then a double click that I can't do. Three. Great. Just get up. Shimmy around the corner. Thanks, team. Yeah, you can get right next to it. Thanks, team. Boop. 
and then I get again reaction. You stop. It's it's greasy, and that's weird. Just stop. If you're here, <laughs> someone else is dirt. Asher is up. Hey, invisible stuff. Um, Asher is going to follow a similar route as Kira. Uh, five, ten, five to the west. 10, 15 to the north, uh, 5, 10, 15 at the building, and then around to be, oh, right there, uh, which there on the map for the folks listening uh, on your way to work. Uh, hope you're having a great drive so far. Uh, and yeah, Asher is... 10 feet to the north of the westernmost single door on the back of this building, and then another 10 feet to the west. Northwest of Kira by 5 feet. Alright, that brings us up to Vargas. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to do something a little bit different than the other two of them did. Uh, he's going to use his uh, second spell of the day, 10 minutes into the day, and cast uh, Long Arm himself. And then he is going to step up to the doorway, not stepping through it. And uh, that will end his turn. Because he cast a grace on the other side of the doorway, right? So standing right here should be good. Yeah. Yeah, you hear... Uh, a little bit more noise, uh, movement noise than usual, and sounds like he takes off running. That was my strategy of hoping this was his last turn of invisibility and I could get an AOO. <laughs> now, sadly, it's actual invisibility, so he's got, got all the time in the world. Yeah. He just covered a bunch of distance. I hoping maybe he had, uh, like... 12 level 1 spell slots and was just casting Vanish over around. The potion was just a ruse. Yeah. Oh, he could be an alchemist. True. But, uh, I, I think he has gotten away. That's what you think. I'll roll survival. Yeah, you don't think our, our listeners don't want to hear us chase after an invisible man in combat six seconds at a time? I don't know if you can know this, but Asher can jump really far. It's true. It's true. Set him up against a wall and use that vert to go through another wall, I think is how physics works. Yeah, and if Garmin ran up, Asher can chase him. Yeah, that's how that works. Thank you. Uh, for what it's worth, a 17 survival to see if uh, greasy, buttery footprints have left a path that we could chase. Um, he has left greasy, buttery footprints uh, leading off to the um, west. Or no, that's the east. I know directions. There's even a compass rose on the screen. Uh, <laughs> but yes, they're leading off to the east, but the further he gets from the grease, the less greasy and buttery the footprints are until uh, they're just normal footprints. <sighs> but they're footprints? Well, just normal traffic on a road kind of thing. Well, it appears 
The villain has escaped for now. But what is the source of this dreadful humming? It has me more than curious as to how we can shut it off. Oh, right. I haven't we won't leave him anywhere to hide anyways. We'll send people to the Silver Disc Hall and we'll track him down if he stays in town anyways. But freeze his accounts and make sure if there's any purchases on his credit cards, we send people to those locations immediately. It's a quality goof. <laughs> we should also do him the economic damage of consuming the remaining jello shots inside Silver Disc Hall. <laughs> you know, it's really just the slow poison that kills your enemy. I will then suggest uh, actual identity fraud. Ruin his credit. <laughs> the rest of this AP, they're just like, so your name's really Garm? Yep, yep, just put it on the card. <laughs> All of it. I have his ID. So the rest of the AP is the uh, four of us running that casino. <laughs> oh, yes. Like Love it. Love it. That, that means we've become second darkness. Uh, no spoilers for book one. Sorry. Um, yeah. Where's this hum coming from? Do we need engineering? Perception? What's up with that? Uh, well, Brixby had it isolated pretty well um, when he was in the here. corner of the room. Yeah. Let's... Uh, pretty sure I heard it the most strong over here, somewhere in this general vicinity of one of these. So I think we're just going to focus our search on the southeastern portion of the room. And as you start cracking open the crates over here, you find an audibly humming device of strange and mysterious origins appears to be, uh, it looks Androphin in origin anyways, it, it's a small portable device in uh, three with three small screens and um, a little command console and something sticking up out of it that looks like an odd kind of dish-like structure when several metal doohickeys sticking out of it. If anyone would like to roll knowledge engineering on this bizarre... Oh, yeah. 50-pound artifact. My first nat 20 on these brand new dice. Whoa. Why, yes. Oh, let's go redo. Sorry, I didn't mean to just shut that out. I'm so excited. That's a 28. 28 for this. Is it a cell phone tower? Is it 5G? Is that why it's in our heads? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm actually not that type of conspiracy theorist. And if you are, I'm sorry you're listening to our podcast. But. <laughs> well, as they say, uh, in Galarian... 5G is the enemy. Well, not quite 5G, but this is what they call a power relay. This technological artifact is a rare item indeed. A power relay is a valuable device that allows long-distance transmission of energy from a nearby generator to a device that can make use of it. Every power generator has a built-in power transmitter that allows for the transmission of power to a nearby power receiver, but an external power relay is required to send this energy beyond the generator's limitations. When activated, a power relay consumes charges, after which it automatically links up with the closest generator uh, that has an available yield. 
it can um, transmit even through uh, metal and solid stone. And in this case, the power relay consumes a charge of the generator's power, just yielding and maintaining its own power supplies, and can be programmed to transmit any remaining charges of available yield to any object capable of receiving broadcast power to a maximum distance of 150 miles. This device is currently active, hence the hum that is audibly coming out of it, and at this point, driving all of you nuts. Oh, we're turning that MF off, Sam. Yeah, MF stands for massive frequencies. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I will say, since you did roll a nat 20 on your engineering roll, you can figure out how to depower this thing without much issue. And at the instant you kill the power to it, and there's sort of a the vibration stops, the hum leaves the air, and the headaches are gone. Just completely gone as if they'd never existed. We're cured. Woo! Yeah, so we do get our uh, scores back to normal. Yep, the penalty is gone. The flavor of the headache is gone. Mm. Gross flavor it was. Asher will place a hand on Brixby's shoulder and say, Excellent work, my friend. The whole town will thank you for your service. Now, Linus, it was you and I and the rest of the very capable four that they will be thanking. Did you call him Linus? Yeah, it's alleyway humor. Something we developed. Um, so, do we see, like, I guess, I don't know. So my first, I want to tell the, tear this place apart. Um, not only will it let us possibly know what he was doing with this, where he might be going, but if there's anything else like this here, uh, we need to take it. Because it's us. Also, it would be dangerous to leave such a thing unattended. Yeah, how heavy is this thing, Sam? It's about 50 pounds. All right. So you said this amplifies, and so that means there is an existing signal coming from something else, too, though, right? That this is making stronger? Yeah, there's some kind of generator um, within a thousand feet. Though through stone or metal, it it can transmit through any of them. That is... Mm -hmm. um, transmitting power that this was then um, transferring to something up to 150 miles away. Since I have geography now, would it be possible to roll it to try and figure out if a thousand feet below us would be under the mount, like basically like the kind of area that we were in when we were in the place underneath? I don't think you have to roll to know that this warehouse is pretty close to the side of the hill um, and mm-hmm. within a thousand feet is much of you know where you've been exploring. Yeah, so it's probably under us, not like something hidden in one of the other warehouses then. Yeah. Likely. Is it possible with engineering to use this device to locate the generator? 
Probably not, um, since it um, just basically latches on to a signal that's in the air. It um, probably not something that you can reverse engineer without some really specialized equipment. That... Cool. Let's get two more. I'll triangulate the source. <laughs> Now, and you talked about it being able to transfer power. So, like, if we were someone was willing to turn this back on for like five minutes at a time and take the headaches, would we be able to charge up those used batteries we have with this thing? Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing you might be able to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is coming with us. See, that would be kind of. I mean, we haven't exactly used. I think the only thing we even have that uses the batteries is the flashlight, right? No. Uh the lightsaber and the radiation detector and does the medical gun use one or no no it's... okay it just needs the nanites okay oh i forgot about the radiation detector yeah that's no, true don't you worry i learned that very useful spell so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean i would i would say that we'd probably just spend the rest of the time I mean, I don't want to speak for the party, but I assume we'd just be tossing the rest of the place, seeing if there's anything else of interest or use. Um, well, assuming you're all sort of taking 20 on perception checks, going through Garmin's things, um, you find a numerous papers and ledgers sort of keeping track of his protection racket that he's been running through the town, how much money people owe him, how much he's moving from here to there, and various illicit activities, you know, more than enough evidence to put him away for a long, long time in a normal justice system, which Torch isn't necessarily, but maybe they can figure something out. Um, you do find a, um, one of the drawers in his desk has a hidden panel in it, um, and once removed, you find a um, pack with 50 silver discs in it, in a, a small kind of box. Any of his papers have mention of Sandville and like why, you know, following him, anything, any indications of that? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Okay. wonder if we should, if uh, Dolgo would let us check his office in the uh, casino, if he's got information there. Uh, Dolgo will say, uh, uh, I believe that. That's likely relevant, yes. Uh, we can we can head there. Um, I'll have the the flavor guards outside secure the place with their flavor locks, and then uh, we can head to the Silver Desk Hall. That's most kind of you. Were any of you injured in this battle? We seem to dispatch of uh, foes rather handily, but I must admit I was rather focused on my target. I don't know whether... Any of us receive injuries? I know I'm fine, but... <laughs> Kira immediately points at Vargas. He was! I took... It was only one hit, but it was a pretty powerful one. Almost as though he had some sort of sneak attack. Ah, that damage was full of precision, I can tell. Uh, Asherwood approach you then and if you don't object you would place a hand uh, on your shoulder and with a lay on of hands heal you with divine energy i know you're magic averse so 
he's he'll he'll ask like can i yeah well no he's good with divine magic he's just not a fan of arcane magic i uh appreciate your understanding and then yeah he will heal you for almost max uh five points of damage five he healed you he healed five points of that damage (laughs) with five points of healing no, he, you heard it. He did a smite, um, smite Khaled. <laughs> Joke's on you, favorite enemy. No. Didn't try class. <laughs> Yet. All right, well, I think as you are all tossing the place and um, getting your just rewards for a job well done on uh, one of the first, like, thorough, thorough routes, I think, that this party has had in a combat. I'm going to go to bed. Night, Sam. Good night, Good night Sam. Sam. Night, Sam. Hey, wow. 20 episodes. against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. I think GooTube is also uh, Numeria's number one streaming service. <laughs> That's why we asked them to follow us. Oh, you know, before starting a long day of adventuring, nothing starts your metabolism and your capability like a fine, delicious GooTube. Half the fun is knowing what flavors inside. All right. I will not engage. <laughs> so, I think that's that's wrap. We got it. <laughs> Four minutes in, we got it. It's done. Just take two. See everybody next week. Good night, Sam. <laughs>